You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it all right here thanks to the good people at SB Nation and BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm your host, John Stolness. Follow me on Twitter at John Stolness, and make sure you're following the podcast at BGN underscore radio as well. We've got three news conferences coming up for you here. The first two will feature Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz immediately after the Packers game on Thursday night from Green Bay, and then you'll hear from Doug Peterson's day after press conference, this time on Friday afternoon. After this is done, don't forget to check out the latest Kissed and Solak show, where they broke down all the action from the Eagles' thrilling 34-27 victory over the Packers' In Green Bay. Certainly, uh, we're all feeling much better about ourselves after Thursday night's performance than we were last week against the Lions. And uh, before we get into the news conferences, uh, just some thoughts about the Eagles' big victory. And really, I don't know if you could call it season-saving because we're so early in the season, but that win that moved the Eagles to 2-2, two and two, there is such a big difference between 2-2 two and two and 1-3. and three. I mentioned it last week, uh, at, uh, earlier this week, pardon me, uh, with the uh, previous at the podium that we did here, uh, the difference between those two records, and Brandon Lee Gowton has mentioned it, I know, on the latest BGN Radio he did with Jimmy Kemsky, and he wrote about it for BleedingGreenNation.com. It's worth repeating. The Eagles have made the playoffs in nine out of their last 10 two and two starts. They've won at least one playoff game in five of those 10 seasons. Conversely, they've won just one playoff game in their last 10 one and three starts. So starting off one and three does not sink your season, but man, it is a bad omen. That's a big hill to have to climb out of. In the Super Bowl era, only 11% of teams rebounded to make the playoffs after a 1-3 start. The only team to do that, the team that breaks all the rules all the time, the 2001 Patriots. Now, as far as the game on Thursday night, how unlikely was it for the Eagles to come out of there with a victory? The Packers were 65-16-1 at home since Rodgers became the starting quarterback in 2008. Now understand, there's a lot of games there where Rodgers didn't play because of injury. But even that 65-16-1 since 2008 is the second-best home winning percentage in the NFL, only behind, guess who? The New England Patriots, of course. Here's the most amazing stat from Thursday night. When the Eagles found themselves down by 10 points in that game, no other team has come back to beat Aaron Rodgers on the road when trailing by 10 or more points. He was 58-0-1 when leading by 10 or more points at any point in any home game in his career per Elias Sports. That record is now 58-1-1. and And there is something about Doug Peterson on Thursday nights, man. Now undefeated in Thursday games since the Eagles hired him in 2016, he has also led the Eagles to a 13-5 record in primetime games since 2016. That includes the playoffs. In that span, the Eagles' 722 primetime winning percentage is tied with Dallas for fourth highest in the NFL, behind the Patriots, who are at 773. Good Lord. Seattle at 767, and Pittsburgh 
at 7:33. The Eagles also improved to 6-3 in primetime away games since Doug Peterson took over, again including the playoffs, marking the third highest primetime winning percentage on the road in that span, trailing only Pittsburgh and New England. So how did the Eagles do it? How did they how did they beat all of these trends? Well, Carson Wentz, for the first time since the second half of the Eagles game against the Washington football team in Week 1, got a little help from his friends. He threw three touchdowns last night, which is great. Had a passer rating of 113.2. Amazing. Had a terrific game. Carson Wentz was unbelievable. This was his signature win so far. I mean, you could look back at the Thursday night Panthers game in 2017, which probably would have qualified um, his performance against the L.A. Rams in 2017, the game where he got hurt. Certainly, he was on his way to making that his statement win. But last night, I think... You have to give it to him. That was his statement win as a Philadelphia Eagle, and it was a statement win in which he only threw for 160 yards, his fewest yards thrown in a game since last year's 48-7 loss to the Saints. He also had just 27 pass attempts. Last year, there was only one game in which he threw fewer than 30 times, 28 against the Giants in their 20 in the Eagles' 25-22 win at Lincoln Financial Field. And last night's 27 passes were the fewest he'd thrown in a game since he threw 27 in back-to-back weeks against the Broncos and Cowboys in 2017, the Super Bowl season. The Eagles won those two games 51-23 to and 37-9, to by the way. So it's pretty clear. Obviously, you get a big lead. Carson's not going to throw nearly as much. But on this night, last night, it was because he had some help from the running game. Jordan Howard, 15 carries for 87 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders, 72 yards on 11 carries. That's 159 yards on 26 carries, an average of 6.1 yards per attempt. Successful runs on first down set up shorter third down situations. The Eagles went five for nine on third downs as a result. They're back to be they were back to being a good third down team. They were back to being a good red zone team. Four for four in red zone opportunities. They ran for 10 first downs last night against the Packers. They passed for 12. When's the last time the Eagles ran for 10 first downs in a game? I didn't look that stat up, but it's, it has to have been a while. And it's what helped them score on all four trips inside the red zone. And so as Wentz was likely going to be the league MVP in 2017, you know, we all forget that the rushing attack that year was really good. They averaged 131 yards per game on the ground that year, which was third most in the league. The Eagles were as much a running team as a passing team in the Super Bowl season. Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, and Corey Clement did a ton of damage behind the offensive line. Last year, they ran for just 94.6 yards a game, which was third worst. You know, basically what Wentz got last night is what Dak Prescott gets every single night. How does it feel? It's pretty easy to be an amazing quarterback when you get a little bit of help. I mean, Dak Prescott, we all know that his running game props him up, but there's no harm, there's nothing wrong with getting some help from the running game, and that's what Wentz got last night. It takes the pressure off. He doesn't have to be Superman. And conversely, as Green Bay struggled to run the ball against the Eagles' defense, Rodgers had to put it up 53 times. I mean, yeah, he threw for 422 yards, but he put it up 53 times. Yeah, he had two touchdowns, but in the fourth quarter, when he was down by seven, And the Packers decided to put it in the air on their last six goal line tries because they didn't feel confident they could run for one or two yards on any of those plays. He threw five incompletions. The Eagles had a terrific goal line stand. And in the second instance, as time was winding down, there was an incompletion. And then there was the pick to Nigel Bradham. 
Now, we've seen Wentz in those exact same positions that Rodgers found himself in last night. No semblance of a running game. Missing key receivers. Devontae Adams out with the turf toe by that point in the game. It just goes to show you that even a quarterback as gifted as Aaron Rodgers was unable to overcome all those obstacles, the same exact kind of obstacles that Aaron, that uh, Carson Wentz has had to deal with in weeks two and three of this year and all of last year. It's not easy to be an elite quarterback and punch that ball in the end zone and come back to win close games, whether it's at home or on the road, when you don't have a running game and when you don't have your best receivers in the ball game. So for the folks who like to criticize Carson Wentz for not being to pull out those close games, Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to pull out a game exactly in exactly the type of situation Carson Wentz has found himself in over and over and over again over the last year plus since he got back. Also wanted to note this. It was beautiful getting Dallas Goddard back. He is so important to this team's ability to move the football. We saw it in spades last night as the Eagles went back to more 12 personnel. And Michael Kiss tweeted this out, uh, some of the personnel usage from last night. The Eagles ran 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back, 54% of the time. So, you know, a solid majority of the time. An average 6.4 yards per play with a 53% success rate. Pretty good. They ran 12 personnel 40% of the time, had 4.7 yards per play, but had a 58% success rate. And when they went heavy, 12 personnel with six offensive linemen, they only did that 6% of the time, but average seven yards per play and a 67% success rate. They ran from the shotgun 59% of the time uh, and had play action pass 45% of the time. Man, that play action pass works so much better when you actually are a threat to run the ball. And not just run it for the sake of running it, to gain positive yardage, chunk yardage running the ball. The Eagles only had one explosive pass last night. They are really missing Deshaun Jackson in the lineup. But if you're not going to have Deshaun on the outside stretching the field, then you've got to be efficient. You've got to do exactly what the Eagles did last night. And those success rates are the best of the season. Those are the best marks of the season. This offense just works better with more 12 personnel and more play action, especially when Deshaun Jackson is out of the lineup. Overall, last night from 12 personnel, the Eagles passed it 46% of the time, had a 55% success rate. They ran it 54% of the time from 12 personnel, averaged 4.2 yards per play, and had a 62% success rate. The Packers, did; they had no answer. Because when the Eagles went heavy 12 all run, they answered with five or more defensive backs 95% of the time Green Bay did. They just got pushed around in the run game, did not bring enough linebackers into the game. And you know what? If they had brought more linebackers into the game, now you've got Dallas Goddard lined up on a linebacker and you can send them into you can send him out into the in, into um in, into pass receiver mode with Carson Wentz running RPOs. You're just gonna you're just gonna dime out Zach Ertz and, and Dallas Goddard for the entire half. You see how 12 personnel creates so many matchup problems for teams like Green Bay. And there and, and Kist also tweeted out uh, video highlights from the Eagles drive where Jordan Howard scored the 20-yard touchdown on the wheel route. That entire drive was a it was like watching the Super Bowl all over again. Watching Nick Foles operate from under center, uh, from the shotgun, doing RPOs, sprinkling the ball all around, mixing in the run and the pass. Green Bay had no answer. They had absolutely no answer. And you can see Carson Wentz can run that offense. Carson run can Carson Wentz can run that offense great. 
because he also gives you a little bit running the football too. But he he can distribute the ball. This is what the Eagles need to do. This has to be the recipe when Deshaun Jackson is out. Exactly what you saw last night. And as if to illustrate the point, the three highest graded Eagles offensive players by PFF against the Packers, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and Carson Wentz. But of course, the Eagles also got some, uh, Carson Wentz got some help with turnovers. The Barnett strip sack gave Wentz a short field. It really helps when you don't have to go 75, 80 yards every single drive. And of course, Bradham's interception won the game. They should have had a pick six too. Bradham not able, the worst hands in, in, in maybe in creation. I mean, boy, that was a 14-point swing right there because the Packers got the ball and go down the field and score. It would have been really nice to get that pick six. Would have made last night a whole lot easier. I might have been able to get to bed a little bit sooner. But getting short fields, thanks to turnovers, is a big help. And also some special teams play. And uh, getting a long kickoff return uh, from Miles Sanders uh, gave him another short field. Two touchdowns on short fields, something we saw a lot in 2017. The Eagles were one of the best teams in football in getting takeaways. I think they averaged more than a little over two takeaways per game in 2017, which was top 10 in the league. Last year, they were in the bottom third. Wentz had no short fields last year. He's getting He got some short fields last night, and you can see it absolutely helped. All right, real quick, before we get to the press conferences, a little bit more inside the numbers. Since 2017, the Eagles are 11-7 and in regular season away games. They've been very good on the road since the start of the Super Bowl year. That ties the Chiefs for the sixth-best road winning percentage in football. The Eagles have now won seven out of their last 12 games against the Packers, including the playoffs. And their 583 winning percentage is the highest among all NFL teams that have played the Packers at least 10 times since 2003. Jeffrey's six-yard touchdown was his second receiving touchdown of the season and marked his 17th as an Eagle. Since coming on board the team in 2017, he ranks third among all NFL wide receivers with 15 red zone receiving touchdowns. Only Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins have more. Wentz's 11 career games with three or more passing touchdowns are the fourth most by an NFL quarterback since 2017. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson each have 13. Tom Brady has 12. Wentz recorded his 18th career game with a 100-plus passer rating, and Aaron Rodgers' interception at the end of the game last night was his first of the season after 212 consecutive passes without an interception. Now, without further ado, let's send it on down to the podium, and we'll hear from Doug Peterson. We'll hear from Carson Wentz. Uh, We'll get a short break in there, and then we'll hear from Doug Peterson once again with his day-after news conference. Yeah, we just uh, released a statement uh, here earlier tonight. he has movement in all his extremities, and uh, he's just, uh, being checked for precautionary reasons right now. Yeah, again, we're just going to check him out to make sure everything's good, but uh, he was coherent coming off the field, and he should be fine. That was the biggest part of the game for the defense, and they have to go back out there and save the game. How difficult is that? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, I believe his first couple snaps were in Atlanta. Um, I know, but he played in Atlanta, and then he had tonight. Um, he had to go in in that in that situation. So um, it's 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 uh, when the game when the game is on the line and the game is stopped. You know, for for an injury like that for a lengthy period of time. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation, especially, you know, defensively where we were on the field around the 7-8 yard line. So credit the defense, man. It's, uh, it was twice down there. Um, I think we held them 3 of 7, I think, in the red zone tonight. And, and uh, uh, anytime you can keep, you know, an Aaron Rodgers team out of the end zone, um, 
it's a positive you know, thing. There's got to be so many thoughts going through your mind. The injury on your players obviously looked like it could be serious. Now you got to get ready to stop. Then you got to think. I would think that there could be a possible overtime. What are all the thoughts that go through your head while all this is going on? I mean, you, you said it. Um, all those things. Because one, I had that was my last time out. Um, so that was the first thing, and then uh, just uh, you know, hoping we could at least get the stop. Um, you knew you knew they were going forward on all four downs, obviously, um, and then and then preparing if uh, you know preparing for them to go for two, possibly go for two to win. You know, in that situation as well. So you got to prepare for that, and then obviously uh, getting ready for overtime. So, um, gosh, defense uh, stepped up when they needed to tonight. Um, and um, made made some plays. How proud are you the way your team fought? You know, you guys coming off a real tough loss, coming here on a short week, and a really tough place to play against Aaron Rodgers and that team, especially their defense. Can you just talk about how proud you are this team? Um, love those guys in the locker room. You know the way they've you know they've battled through adversity uh, already early in the season. First, uh, you know these last two games, last two weeks, having to come on the road Thursday night, team that's undefeated, playing extremely well uh, at home. Um, and to do what we did, uh, hopefully it gives us momentum. You know, it gives us a little shot in the arm now. We get some time off to get these guys healthy, and and uh, we got a home game coming up. But couldn't be more proud of the guys, the locker room, for, for playing for a full 60 minutes. We talked about that this week, and uh, um, very proud of the guys. You have five touchdowns running in 20, and having Dallas Goddard back and Alshon Jeffrey healthy, fully engaged in the game plan. How vital are your packages down there in the red zone and all you're trying to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it gives us a little more versatility. And, uh, you know, credit the offensive line, the run game. You know, Jordan Howard, you know, pounding the ball there too and, and uh, getting some positive runs. And then and then having Alshon and, and Dallas back in the lineup really um, just, just opened up a lot of things for us. And, um, you know, as we know, it all starts up front. But Carson did a great job tonight. Uh, I believe there was no sacks, uh, you know, tonight. And, and – um, just uh, happy for the guys. As a I, again, I just think it, it just starts with the offensive line. You know, it's it's nothing that we, you know, it's the run game. You're not going to reinvent the wheel. You know, it's it's five guys blocking four, and tonight five guys on defense. And this is a good good front, really good front. And uh, um, a lot of our combination blocks had some success. The, the, the you know Jordan and Miles both had some. They ran with great vision tonight. Uh, saw some cuts coming out the backside, um, but uh, we were able to sustain those blocks and, and get momentum. And we were positive, and, and and we talked about that on first down, staying positive because that was an area of of sort of weakness of our offense was first down and being a little more positive there. So great job there. So you, your defense, worked this team during penalties. Three of them led to scores by the uh, by the Packers. Did you address that at any point during the game? Did you need to address it going forward? I'll address it moving forward. It's hard to address it during the game um, with the game moving so fast. You know, it's it's we can't do that. You know, we, we can't. The penalties tonight, I think they had eight first downs on penalties, and, and you can't do that. 31 total first downs, I mean, that's a lot. And um, we have to be smarter. we got to play smarter. we got to play within uh, ourselves um, and just got to get better there. That said, you, your offense was able to respond to, to them scoring off their defensive miscues. And you, for example, you called a Well, we won. 
and we won the game. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. I, I can't, I can't, I can't sit there and go. I need Zach here. I need Dallas there. I need it. We're going with the guy. And our our game plan coming in was to play fast. We wanted to play fast. We've done it the last couple of weeks, and it didn't matter who was on the field. We were going to continue to do that. And um, Jordan just happened to be on the receiving end of the one. It's, he's not necessarily the primary guy on that thing. It just happened that we got the right coverage. We got the look we wanted, and ball went there, and he got the touchdown. So, um, bottom line is find a way to win, and, and we did. I just credit the players. I credit the players for how well they prepare during the week. Um, you know, I do my part by trying to give them as fresh as I can and healthy as I can through practice during the week and spend more time getting mental reps. But, you know, these guys really um, take it upon themselves to prepare and, and be ready on Thursday night. Doug, on the baseline, baseline, Brian, um, we've been here before where you're up seven. You didn't like the decision, did you? No. Well, did I like the decision? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then don't ask the question. Well, I'm just curious if there's a – I know obviously to go up two scores. Go up two yeah, that's it. Bottom line. No, no, no. Go up two. Yeah. On a Green Bay Pond Driver, they had a catch on first down. Fletcher went down. It seemed like you were debating whether or not to throw the challenge flag. I was. I was communicating with our guys upstairs to see if that was a catch. I, I couldn't see it on the field from where I was. Um, and I was talking to the official. They were helping me, giving me all the information. They thought it was a catch. It was borderline. I didn't want to risk a challenge because I'd just done it earlier on a, what we thought was a possible DPI. Um, so I didn't want to risk the challenge. Can you talk about how having Goddard back helps with the run game? Helps a lot. Um, you know, our two tight end package tonight uh, was was uh, was pretty pretty uh, pretty good. Um, Dallas is really um, in his second year. He, he's strong. He's physical. He does a nice job for us, and he's he's a good change of pace tight end to be able to block at the at the point of attack and or on the backside as well. And I thought both tight ends. I thought Zach did, did some nice things too in the run game. All right, that's good. All right. Yeah, I mean we came in knowing that's a good good Packers defense, good front. Uh, they like to mix it up, do some things. So uh, came in really just wanting a balanced attack. You know, get get rid of the ball. You know, early and and just play fast. And you know, on third down as well. So uh, we had a good game plan. And we executed tonight. How big was that running game? Huge. He was running game, uh, riding the, the O-line and, and the, those two backs especially. Uh, that's huge. Huge for me. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off me. And, you know, uh, to be able to move the ball the way we did on the ground, that was huge for us tonight. How's it feel like going to Lambeau Field? Feels huge. You know, especially uh, the point of the season that we're at. You know, going 2-2 two and two is a heck of a lot better than being 1-3. and three. Uh, Thursday night game on the road in Lambeau. A lot of things, you know, against working against us this week. But uh, to come in here and, and fight to the end, the defense coming up big at the end, a huge win for us. It definitely does. You know, I think, you know, even the last two weeks, you know, we've been extremely confident in the guys we have and the ability that we have to, to win ball games. just came up short a couple times. And so uh, this is, you know, kind of a, a nice little spark for us to, you know, now we got a couple days off uh, and get this thing going, uh, you know, get this uh, ball rolling for sure. After the injury for Matt, there's so many things that could have happened beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, I mean, with Avante, I mean, we're definitely thoughts and prayers with him. Uh, that's the, the absolute worst part of football, you know, is when you see guys like that. And so uh, we're praying for him, and, you know, hopefully we'll see him again here soon. But um, then it was kind of, all right, now it's back to football. You know, it's been a lot of silence, kind of somber attitudes. Uh, and then we realized, all right, there's less than a minute left in this ball game, and someone's got to win this game. So uh, it was huge for the defense to step up the way they did and, uh, you know, excited to come out with a win. starting to think about the possible, now that the 
I mean, we're for sure, you know, I'm with Coach Grow and the other guys just putting together some two-minute plays, you know, what we want to get to if, if they do score and everything. And so, uh, but fortunately, we didn't have to use them. No, I just missed him. You know, just missed a couple. You know, missed the throw, but um, I wasn't too worried. You know, able to settle in, and um, you know, I think we got the got it going a little bit. So yeah, I wasn't too worried. Uh, not really. No, you know, we uh, we had a good plan. You know, we did some things at the line where we made some checks, but not a huge uh, huge night of that. And uh, coach did a great job of mixing it up and calling a great game. That's huge. You know, that's huge. You know, to have a short field like that, and I think um, I think we did two straight drives in a row or something like that. Uh, short field, um, especially when we're down ten nothing the way we were, we were kind of slow on offense. So that was huge for us to to get a roll in for sure, and uh, we were able to get in the end zone. That was big. It was huge. You know, I mean, I don't know what he ended up with, just a couple catches probably, but. Uh, his presence is definitely felt. You know, his presence is felt uh, offensively from the guys in here uh, in our locker room. But uh, they have to always be aware of where he's at. And uh, you know, he was a big part of our offense tonight. Did having Alshon and Goddard both playing a lot kind of help the running game? I think so. You know, I think it was good to have you know Dallas full strength and Alshon out there, and uh, you know, just opening some things up. And you know, they have to account for all those weapons. And uh, the O line did a great job opening some some holes in the running game, and uh, those guys hit them hard. Uh, resilient, resilient team. You know, unfortunately, we've been plagued with a lot of injuries. You know, both sides of the ball, and uh, we'll see. You know, what what that looks like going forward for for this team. But uh, resilient bunch. Uh, it's kind of what we knew. Uh, knew we had a, a lot of uh, good depth and good ability, but uh, the resiliency has been good to see. It's huge, it's huge. Um, like I said earlier, you know, the difference between going two and two and one and three is huge in, in this league, and um, especially for us on the road, short week coming in here, uh, that's big for our confidence for sure. Carson, uh, on, the, on the touchdown throw to Jordan Howard, who was your first read on that play, and what did you see kind of from your standpoint? Yeah, it was Jordan. Uh, you know, he was the alert, and uh, they kind of mixed up coverage there a little bit, and he was wide open, so uh, it was good to get him in, in, in the passing game and in the running game for sure. In the last two weeks, Miles and Jordan yeah it's huge you know the way we like to um, use those guys out of the backfield you know spread them out into empty sets and you know get mismatches on linebackers and both those guys coming along uh, obviously everyone knows Sproles can do that and that's a big part of his game but being able to do that with those guys um, to keep the same personnel run the ball spread it out do some different things is big for us as tough as this was Yeah, this weekend will be huge. You know, I know mentally for everybody, it's just, you know, to quarter through the season, you know, just to kind of decompress and mentally um, get away for a day or two here. And then uh, physically, for sure, you know, the injuries and everything that's going on, um, get some guys healthy, hopefully get some guys back and make a run. People talk about how you haven't had that signature win being a good team on the road and all that make plays in the fourth quarter. You did all those things. Uh, is, is that significant for you, kind of? Um, you know, I just look at it as a resilient team that finally finished. You know, I think we were right there the last couple of weeks, and we, we finally finished and got it done tonight. Um, you know, I wish offensively we would have sealed the deal um, that drive prior, but the defense stepped up, made some great plays down the stretch, and that uh, we got it done. Thank you.
Aaron Rodgers, you know, looking at who he is and what he's done, watching him tonight, do you feel like he was kind of in a duel back and forth? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a back and forth game, and Aaron's, a, you know, a heck of a competitor, and uh, you know, he, he can sling it around. So, uh, you know, he kept it interesting. You know, it was definitely back and forth, but you know, for us uh, being able to have the balanced attack that we did, uh, I think is was the the difference maker for us. As a follow to that, it's not over in your career that he's won throwing 160 What does it say about this offense that you guys can have this game without you having? Yeah, it was huge. Uh, like I said, just the balance attack, especially against a good defense like the Green Bay Packers were, um, the balance attack was, was a difference maker for us. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it takes a lot of pressure off of me. And, you know, we can lean on those big guys up front. They love running the ball. They love moving guys up front. And uh, we were able to get that done tonight. Thank you, guys. Uh, we just sent out a statement, so I'm going to let the statement uh, speak for itself. As a follow-up to that statement, though, have you had a chance to communicate with him? Like it said, he flew back with the team. Yeah, he did come back with the team. Uh, he's in great spirits. I had a, have not had a chance to meet him this morning. Uh, he went home, and then he, he came back for further evaluation. So I have not seen him yet this morning. Were the guys on the plane, surprised? he was in good spirits. Yeah, sure? on the plane, he was great. Were yeah. the guys surprised he was on the flight last night? Not at all. Not at all. Um, we, I, I think our medical team did a great job of communicating uh, through Howie, myself, uh, and then communicating to the team, so they were they were all they understood where we were and and uh, uh, supported you know Avante. What happened in that situation? Who, who accompanied him to the hospital from from your group and, and who who did go with us? Yeah, I, I I don't really remember who went with him. Okay. We did have we did have a member of the Philadelphia Eagles go, okay. um, and then and then. Uh, once we got to the plane, we knew he was going to meet us at the plane. So the team went to the plane. He was then escorted to the plane. Did you get another look at Barnett's head? And what did you think of it? Um, gosh, it was close. I mean, you know, it's hard to tell. Even during the uh, last night, even kind of replaying it in my mind, you know, when the whistle blew and this and that and the other. But, uh, you know, uh, guys were still fighting. You know, he was obviously fighting for extra yards. And it's just unfortunate. I mean, we don't need that type of a hit, obviously. Um but, uh, you know, it was right at uh, right about the time the whistle blew, so it was kind of right at, right at impact. Isn't it kind of a tightrope for him, too, because he plays with such aggression. He plays always to the whistle. He's always got the high motor. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we instruct our players to, to play to the whistle. And, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, in loud stadiums like that, it's sometimes it's hard to hear um, and what's going on. And, and uh, it's, it's unfortunate. And uh, obviously I hope that, uh, you know, uh, the player himself is, is healthy and, and – uh, can, can bounce back. Do you have any sense of how bad Sydney is? And whether you have Darby back, possibly, probably not. I guess. Well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say this: I have not met. I'm going to meet with the medical team this afternoon because of the the lateness of coming back. So I don't have any just updates how, yet. How difficult? How challenging? Well, it, it's challenging. It is challenging. I mean, just like it was with the receivers, you know. Now it's it's affecting the the defensive back. So it, it's a challenging deal. It's fortunate that uh, you know we have some days here to to get guys healthy, and and we'll be able to have a better probably update, you know, middle of next week. As a follow-up to that, where's Deshaun stand at this point? It's been a couple weeks. Do you think he has a chance to practice next week? Well, same thing, you know, with him. Um, you know, uh, we got we to gotta get him, uh, you know, evaluated some more. We got to continue to get him, you know, his treatment and everything. So until until I get more information and, and see where he's at even next week, I, I really can't 
comment right now because this is this is the time these next you know three to five days to really get our guys healthy and see where we're at next week I mean, obviously, Craig James had to go in the game towards the end, towards the end when Avanti got hurt and everything. But like, do you see a situation where you guys might have to bring in even another cornerback if, if you know Sydney or Ronald or Avanti aren't back? Yeah, game? those are you know conversations Howie and I will have later today. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see where we at where we're at with the roster um, and, and go from there. But uh, you know, it's it's obviously not out of the question if uh, uh, if we have to make that decision. Uh, in the game last night, Craig talked about how, you know, look, you look at the situation, you know they're coming at me. You've been a quarterback. Presumably you do the same thing. What's to say about him to be able to step into that moment and, you know, make that play? Uh, it's just great awareness to understand that, um, to know that he's got the target, you know, um, the bullseye, so to speak. Uh, just, a, just a great, great all-out effort. You know, he knew that uh, – you know, it was coming down to those last two or three plays of the game, you know, um, and uh, stepping in there and, and doing the, doing what he did late in that game. Uh, was very commendable and did a great job. In the first quarter, uh, fourth and three from Packers territory. Uh, sometimes it seems like you would go for that. Why did you punt this time? Early in the game, uh, just elected to punt. Really didn't, you know, uh, you got to make decisions based on sometimes not only how we're playing, but sometimes who the other quarterback is and Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback and uh, um, I just felt it was early enough and, and uh, uh, flip field position at that time. What were your thoughts on the challenge, the pass interference challenges and how much did that influence the decision not to challenge that pass that looked like it hit the ground before the guy caught it? Um, well, the one I challenged, I thought that we might have had that, you know, um, I thought maybe King got his hand in there a little bit, a little bit uh, before the ball did, but you know, didn't go in our didn't go in our favor, and, and that's okay. Uh, the other one um, just didn't really get a clear picture of that one, and I didn't want to risk another challenge. Obviously, having having uh, you know given up a timeout already uh, in a crucial part of the game. When you made it a new chip, the pass interference challenge, how do you think it's worked? I mean, I think it's I think it's working fine. You know, it's it's obviously. Um, you know, it, it does give us a little bit of leeway or at least uh, an opportunity to challenge something if we see it, um, you know, and it's, it's like with any challenge, you, you're, you're subject to, uh, you know, a further review. But, um, you know, uh, it's I feel like it's working um, and uh, we'll continue to evaluate it and keep studying it. And, you know, we did get one preseason this year that went our way, but uh, you know, we'll see how it goes each week. What was the difference for the O line last night? What was the difference? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I thought they played well in Detroit. You know, bounced back from the the week before. Um, you know, you guys were on Isaac a little bit the week you know in Atlanta, and he bounced back in Detroit, and they really had a good game again yesterday. And I think as a group, they played extremely well. This was a good defensive front that they they played against. Uh, 55, 91. These guys are good players, um, and uh, and and they they did a nice job against them. And then, you know, it's just something. It's just a mindset. You know, going into these games, short week. Uh, you know, probably feeling a little bit of pressure of, of trying to perform and, and win a game, as we all did, probably going into the game. And uh, just uh, they 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 blocked their tails off, and and uh, no sacks. Did a, did a great job. Look at the success of the uh, running game. Um, 
is that more matchup dependent, or do you think that could be a recipe for how the offense can function going forward? Um, I believe it's a little bit of a recipe for our offense. Uh, you know, not having Deshaun, you know, out there to to have that deeper threat down the field. I mean, you kind of rely on the run game a little bit, but I, even even with Deshaun, I think that's how we can we can play. You know, and 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 utilize that run game. It does open up some things for us. You know, in the, in the play action game and and uh you know last night was was uh kind of uh you know an indication of that he has a pretty thin resume in the nfl what do you see out of him in practice um what kind of player is he and, and is he a viable option going forward at that corner should well, he yeah he's it? definitely a viable op- option um you know he, he's he was primarily you know a special teams player when we brought him in initially and and uh, obviously been been elevated he's a he's a smart kid um has really i think since that atlanta game and you know he's been on the 53 and then practice squad and then elevated again um it can be challenging for for players uh but uh, he he handled that extremely well um and just you know and he, he's another it's kind of like your, you know, your backup quarterback or a backup offensive lineman. You, you don't get, you don't get a ton of snaps during the week. You know, um, a lot of mental reps there uh, in that position, and he did he did a great job of stepping in. Doug, had lost last night. That would have been three straight, and you've been in that spot now three that's, times. That's pretty that's, good. That's, did the math? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, wow. You know, so, but in the times you've had this. You've answered it every time. It's three times now when that's been the case of the last couple of years. What is it about your group that, you know, keeps it from spiraling? Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about resiliency. We talk about toughness and hanging together and and kind of when our back's against the wall, it seems like that's when we play our best football. Um, And it was evident last night. Um, Credit, you know, I credit the coaches for a short week, the preparation to prepare the players and obviously the, the players to take it upon themselves to understand the game plan and go execute. And, you know, again, there's there's really no magic formula. Um, if you eliminate turnovers, you know, and create turnovers, which we were able to do last night, yes, we got to eliminate more penalties, but that's also a recipe for success. And we were able to do that and, and uh, you know, uh, control the ball offensively and, and execute well. We stayed more positive on first down, which is what we've talked about, and uh, that's a good that's a good recipe to, to winning more games. Quarterbacks, you have you have a kid on the practice squad uh, from USC, Harris A. Harris. I don't know. know Jane A. Butcher, Butcher's first name, but Jane A. Harris. Jane a. Harris. Has he shown? I, I know he was came in late. Yeah, he came in late in camp. I mean, he's, he's another, you know, he's a viable option, been a, been with us now for a while. So, yeah, those are all things that we're going to take a look at, you know, um, over the next few hours and, and this weekend and, and, you know, the next few days. You've brought in some prominent players the last two years of this season. Do you feel like the, the locker room culture on this team is strong enough to bring in somebody prominent? I, I do. I mean, it's been proven. We've done that before. Here, um, you know, I feel like our locker room is strong enough. We got great leadership on the team with the players, and I think where our culture is right now, uh, we can we can embrace um, just about anything. You know, in that in that locker room, we've done it. Yeah, we've done it. On a Wednesday, you said that uh, your success on the short week games are in part due to simplifying the game plan. You said it could be a wake up call to the coaches in some cases. Mm-hmm. 
Was this an example of that, or was this a, a complex game plan? How would you characterize? No, I mean it was it was not complex at all. Um, you know, I, I found myself even during the game going back to some repeat calls. Um, you know, in the game, if, if you know, run and pass. So if it, if it's you know, uh, if it wasn't there the first time, maybe it's there the second time. And so, you know, I, and I think that's just you know the the things that I learned you know as a, as a play caller um, to be able to get back to that sort of thing because you know as a, as a quarterback Carson I mean they 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 kind of retain the information from the first play and so when you come back again with the same play uh, they know what they got the first time and so if something changes they can do something different with the football so I think that for me it helps me to do that and then of course it helps our team to kind of settle in and and uh, you know do the things we were able to do so more do you want to do that yeah I mean that's that's obviously a Again, part of the success we had last night. Um, I can't say 100% that every week's going to be like that because there are times when you have to change and, and do other things. Like you may end up having to throw 50 times or, you know, whatever it might be. But um, it's definitely something that you would like to lean on more and more as you go. How are you going to coaching staff use the, the extra time here? Well, we're gonna we'll focus a little bit on you know uh, the first four games a little bit, and then you know we'll move on to to the Jets and, and prepare for them and and start looking at uh, start looking at, at their tape and and uh, they're on a bye this week, so um, we get a chance to look at their their first few games and and start putting a plan together. You said earlier the team seems to play its best when your backs are against the wall. Why does it take that? I mean, and is there a way to kind of create urgency when you're not in that situation? Maybe put ten points on the scoreboard to start the game. I don't know. I, I just it's it's it is a head scratcher, honestly, um, because we talk about you know beginning games faster and trying to score more in the first half and first quarter. And sometimes maybe we're putting too much pressure on ourselves to do that. Just let's just go play and and you know and see what happens. And and uh, um, you know even last night it took us a little while to kind of get going, but we finally. You know, answer. We're down ten nothing. We answer with a touchdown, and, and sort of the next few possessions after that. But um, we got to learn to play. And, you know, we got to learn to play right away, and that sense of urgency has to be there at the beginning, like it is at the end. And I think if we if we do that, then you know we'll be better off. Okay, thank you. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.